A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sunday League Pundits, powered by CoolBet. We've got the boys back. It's Brett. It's Waz. And it is me, Liam. This is a big podcast. This is a big episode for us, everybody. The last one of 2022. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of a year in review here. But first, I think what we're going to go over is a little bit of the trending headlines that have been kind of post-World Cup. Uh, It's crazy. The World Cup ended and all of a sudden, you know, football's back. It, It kind of feels weird to me. Does anyone feel like we've entered, like, the new era of football the next phase after this world cup that's a that's a good question i i kind of i think we're we aren't fully we're too early to realize it i think i think that's probably the best way to put it uh we all know that that was messi's last world cup probably same with Ronaldo, same yeah. with uh, uh, um, Luka Modric. You can go on and on with the amount of players that that was the last World Cup for. And now you're seeing the changing of the guard. Hell, before we started recording this podcast, a 17-year-old in Ligue 1 scored a brace in the second half. The first time anybody at, of under the age of 17 or, or 17 years or younger has scored a brace in the French League in over 50 years. We're going to start seeing a lot more of that now. I'm really excited to see a a, a very... I think that's a good question, Was The the new wave is starting. You mentioned young talent coming through, and uh, and, uh, there's a certain man that I'm thinking of. He goes by Cody. Cody Gakpo. And he's playing for Liverpool because you all are fucking dumb. Shut Uh, up. Manchester United. Um, What happened? What 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 actually happened here? I can actually I I can bring it up. Fabrizio Romano actually confirmed it because uh, somebody added him and he went off on him. Let me go find the reply real quick. We all know when Fabrizio goes off on somebody, it's class. But it's, yeah. just, it's just the 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 the, 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 the insanity that happened here because it was like we, we and Brett were saying before we hit record one hour. Fabrizio Romano puts out a tweet saying Liverpool are speaking with Cody Gakpo. You know, they're negotiating the next hour. Here we go. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So Fabrizio did kind of go off on a guy on Twitter. It was kind of funny. Uh, This guy says he was literally talking about Gakpo going to United 24 hours before Liverpool signed him. Oh, so this comes from remedy. I don't know why his, he deleted his tweet. He's a guy on TikTok, but Fabrizio says, Probably you can't read, brother. I said and posted that Gakpo was 100% open to join United, and I could confirm that. I also added in the same post slash videos that Man United never made any bid or club club negotiations. It was up to them to decide internally about the Gakpo deal. This guy this, this guy responds to him saying, 
13.1 million account replying to one with less than 1k followers oh rattled much <laughs> Fabrizio says I can also reply to you if you've got 154 followers mate life is not about the amount of followers we're just having a conversation that's a very fair point exactly what so then people who have under 100 followers just aren't allowed to treat. shut up it's so funny that after you get called out you go oh you, now you're looking at me shut up you dude you're rattled clearly no, no. yeah to talk, yeah, to talk about the actual like, like what what he said in that tweet that that really really surprised me is Manchester United, Manchester United made no approach to sign Cody Gakpo. So they had, they had from the summer, they had a personal agreement agreed upon. They had it ready, but apparently they just never approached PSV with it. They never approached them back in the summer. They were talking about it, let the January transfer window open, and then Liverpool went, oh, okay, well, if you're going to wait and sh sit on the pot, then... We're actually going to go and, well, make the move. And that's what and, happened. And the move, it's only going to cost like 40, 45 million pounds. Yeah. It's a hell of a deal. That, that, yeah. that's, that's an insane price for a player who's already done it on the European scale with, with PSV and in the European yeah, competition, but also on the World Cup. He had a great World Cup, I thought, for the Netherlands. Yeah, and I think it really kind of like set the alarms on, hey, you should sign me. <laughs> like Somebody get me to the Premier League. I think it also set the alarms on Darwin fucking Nunes, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, he's kind of been his Shit, own. You can say he, it. He's been very that, disappointing. That game versus City in the Carabao yeah, Cup, when he missed yeah, the like... exact same shot five times, I went, sir, stop. No! Put it on net. First off, I don't care if it goes in. Just hit, hit the big rectangle, please. Hit the net. Hit it. Andy Carroll, make a fucking play, bro. I don't get it. I don't understand this guy. Yeah. He comes in for a hundred million. They just signed Gakpo for literally less than half what they signed uh, uh, Darwin Nunes for. And Gakpo's going to do so much more. Um, what is what, he doing? What I, what I put in our group chat is, is this, okay, everyone's saying the same thing right now about Liverpool. They have too many attackers. They have Darwin. They have Firmino. They have, Jota, they have uh, Mohamed Salah. They have Luis Diaz. They have Jota. They, they have they have too many attackers. Is this the signing of Gakpo? Is this them getting prepared for Mohamed Salah leaving? Firmino leaving? Because those are those are yeah. those are two staples that have been there for what five six seasons now. And yeah. now you're gonna be you're moving the two of them on. You know what? You can have a front three potentially in the future of maybe Luis Diaz, uh, and I mean, Gakpo, and Darwin Nunes, who in theory are three young, exciting, attacking players. Look, Darwin is 23 years old. I think he might have to be one of those players that kind of takes a lot, a little bit more time to transition to the Premier League to get a little bit more confidence under his belt. I think, I think someone 100 million though I, you should know, not be. 100%. How's, how's left winger? Right? But if we're taking away the price tag, I I, I think Darwin, he kind of reminds me of a young Robert Lewandowski when he first got to Dortmund because when Lewandowski went to Dortmund, he only scored eight goals in like 30-some games in his first season and then really start scoring and producing until the second season. He struggled in that first year. He was doubting himself. He had confidence mm -hmm. problems. So I, I'm just saying, Brett, like <laughs> – there's a difference between the Bundesliga and the Premier League, though. There's a difference when you're 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 kind of struggling against Werder Bremen and struggling against Aston Villa. 
or or I would West say Ham. if you're struggling against Verderbrim, it'd be a bigger shock than struggling against Villa, West Ham, Everton. Well, yeah, time. because those clubs it's are better. It's easier for you to come out of that hole. If you're struggling against those teams, and finally in the first half of the season, the first season that you play, you go back to fucking I don't care to name a, a a German side. They go to go play in Frankfurt, whatever, which is a difficult place to play. But you go out there, and and it's easier for you to bounce back in the Bundesliga than it is in the Premier League. That's I will fact. agree with. That. I will agree with that. I do think though, Darwin Nunes has the capability of coming back and actually solidify himself as a very good talent for Liverpool. He's in the right team with the right manager, the right system, a system that likes to attack. So I'm just looking at Darwin's stats last year, 10 games, six goals in the champions league and the Portuguese league. Um, Let me take a look here. Is there somewhere that says 21, 22? What are you looking at? Liga Buin. He scored in 28 appearances, 26 goals. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, the first division in Portugal. So everyone was saying that he was scoring goals that he shouldn't have scored in Portugal. His, he was well above his expected goals in, in the Portuguese league. Mm-hmm. Now they've come to England. Everyone said, if he does not convert those chances that he should not score, he'll be very average looking, which I think mm-hmm. is what we're seeing right now. Maybe slightly below average, but very average looking. If he can start to convert and get a little bit of luck, maybe those numbers look a lot better. He yeah. walks out of that season with 10, 12 goals. You know what? You're going, you know what? Hey, first year, we're cool. Let's do it kind of thing. Yeah, but, Martial does it, and we're all on fucking ice anyways. Martial does not score 10 goals a season, okay? The man has <laughs> let's, 10, let's not, he let's has, not get into He this. has 10 trips to the hospital. That's about all listen, he has, okay? Listen here. Okay, we're, we're going to move on. I think... We got pulled to Liverpool. Here we go. Great signing. Incredible yeah. signing. I, I'm just impressed on how fast they got the deal done, to be honest. That was incredible. I can't wait to see him um, in the Premier League. Now, time to get into the year in review football edition. We're going to start all the way from January. We're going to look at each headline from each month. You know, let us know in the comments. Send us messages on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Let us know what headlines we missed, which ones before, we should be talking. There's lots. Before we do get into these headlines, let's just quickly say what an insane year this has been. 2022, oh, not yeah. only for the world of football, which we've seen the World Cup, we've seen huge things happening in the world of football. But also, us, us, our channel. Look at what's happened to the Sunday League pundits, yeah. the 90th minute. I know we'll get into that in one of the later months as, as we go through the headlines. But just what a what a wild 12 months it has been. No, no, without a doubt. Also, before we get sorry, uh, happy birthday to Brett. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the king. Gracias. Gracias. The big yo. lad. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to tell you that the kingpin. You're the kingpin, man. <laughs> Bro, I could be uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I'll I'm, take that. I'm sorry. I'm, I've been playing the new spot, the Spider-Man game. And oh yeah, yeah, it's really. Yeah, good. no, I hear that. It's okay. I've been watching uh, uh, how they made the uh, the Godfather. It's called the Offer. Ooh. Oh wow. yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling my Italian side coming you're out. Good. That's you're for sure. Get your Gabagool, Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go to January, baby. All right, January, I tried finding, putting together some headlines. So in January, we had the African Cup of Nations. Senegal won over Egypt. I can confirm, I did not watch a single minute of the African Cup of Nations. I don't really know where to watch it. There was, a couple, from, there was a couple yeah. wild games. I mean, and then there's a whole refereeing controversy. It's crazy. Just like, like the game with 10 minutes to go. Like, sometimes those African Cup of Nations are just incredible scenes. Um, then went on to referee in the World Cup yeah. as well. Had a good and old game there as well. 
Yeah, no, AFCON was lit. That's the thing. You go back and watch some of those matches. First of all, the atmosphere is nearly unmatched. Just constant drums and instruments just playing in the background, a bunch of singing, all the dancing and everything like that. And the, the play is fantastic, too. Obviously, these are all professionals and fantastic players and everything like that, playing the some of them playing in the top five leagues around Europe. But you get just fantastic talent, players that are playing with true passion, supporters that are there with true passion. And you see what happens when those that passion comes all together, when penalties happen, mm-hmm. when they have all those, those lasers and stuff like that. And that's how Egypt eventually ended up losing in the, uh, in the AFCON final as well and not playing in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like we do have to remember... AFCON is the African equivalent to the Euros. And I mean, you yeah. see what the Euros mean to players like Cristiano Ronaldo, who had his biggest international achievement winning the Euros. So winning AFCON for Sergio Mane, what an achievement that was for Senegal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get great. Yeah, African Cup of Nations. Uh, it's crazy to think, you know, Senegal, they, they make the World Cup. They, they had brought their supporters. But Egypt, on the other side, they made a final. They didn't even make the World Cup, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's always interesting to see these clubs who, you know, countries who go far in their international competitions. Don't even make the World Cup. I mean, Italy, Euros, yeah. right? A couple mm-hmm. of years ago, you can say the same for Chile, who won back-to-back mm-hmm. Copas. Didn't make yeah. the 2018 World Cup, which was wild. That's I think that's incredible. I don't know how that happens. Like yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It, it's very weird. Um, but January, I think the biggest headline is one we don't want to talk about, but we should bring up is uh, Mason Greenwood got arrested. It's crazy to think that happened Piece all the way. Uh, yes, agreed, hundred percent. Um, it was just it it shocked the world footballing world. Such a young man, basically throwing his life away, throwing his football and career away. There was so much promise. He was known as the star boy at Manchester United. And fortunately, unfor- I don't know how else to put it, sorry, but like, he's no. a piece of shit. It's 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 a difficult it's a difficult thing and that's yeah. why it's yeah. it's worth talking about because if you do hide behind something like this, you're half enabling it as well. Yeah. And putting to light the absolutely disgusting acts that people do commit like yeah. that. You need to realize that these are, uh, yes, they may seem like you, you look at all the superlatives that you gave a Mason Greenwood, the, the, the wonder kid, the golden mm-hmm. boy, all this and that, but there's still human beings who can make horrendous mistakes. Yep. And yes, look up to these players. You look up to the Ronaldo's look up to the Messi's, the Beckham's the whoever you want to look up to, but you have to realize that when they do make those mistakes and I, I, I half-heartedly call it mis- a mistake because you know what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting mm-hmm. hearing some of the, 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 the clips that come out of I, it. The photo. I couldn't even, yeah. And that's the thing that's that's half of it as well is that social media is so prevalent today that I think the next generation is going to be so desensitized to some of the stuff that's going to come out because for so long they've been able to see shit like that on social media. Now, that's why I think it's very important to talk about this on top of it as well. It also has football repercussions, too. Heck, what are the odds that if he was able, if he didn't do all this disgusting shit, if he did stay on the field, what are the odds that we would have been seeing him at the World Cup? 
Now we yeah. don't have all these conversations around Manchester United about winger issues. Jaden Sancho's not with the team. Now Garnacho's uh, now this wonder boy for United now too. Now that you have all of these, it, it's a chain reaction that happens because of a disgusting human being. And it's like how Waz yeah. said, he ruined his footballing career in, in in one simple moment. We have to also say and remember, he also ruined lives of yeah. other people. Yeah, there's a victim someone. in this. So, yeah, know, yeah, there he, is. He gets headlines and he gets the name on the bottom of this page right now, but he's not the name that deserves to be uh, talked about, really. You know, we should talk about people who are really affected by who actually matter throughout it all yeah i mean essentially you know a lot of trauma can come out of from an event like this not only from you know being i can't it was abuse right it was rape yes thank there you go um yeah it's traumatic no other way it's worse to put it and um yeah, I, I only wish the best for the victim going forward, honestly. You, you mm -hmm. got to hope for the best. But it, it is a headline that needed to be talked about. I know it's something we don't want to talk about, but it's important to talk about. Um, because, you know, Mason Greenway is probably not the only person in the footballing world who's done something like this. There's probably tons of footballers who, is, who have got so much pain, but it's closed behind closed doors. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's in every sport. We see it in hockey here in Canada. We see yeah, money. Money talks, right, Brett? So... It's it's a shame, but it is the world we live in. But sometimes it's important to talk about stuff like this. Yep. No, 100%. Uh, let's get back onto the pitch, though, as uh, the players who are still on the pitch. Tottenham and Manchester City. This was... Uh, a fun one, and this was in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, this was uh, Conte was behind, uh, the manager for Tottenham. No, at this time, Am I, I, not so. I don't believe so. I, I do oh, believe yeah. so. I will, I'll, I will check, but um, but I, I do remember this game, and I mean, I, I you know. It was a it was a bit of a shock because it was our Spurs for real. Like we we yeah. opened this season and we went, are, are Tottenham gonna win this league? You know, and, and I believe when we made our prediction, I could pull up my predictions actually right now for when we made our Premier League predictions. It was Conte, by the way. It was Antonio yeah. Conte, yeah. But when when I made my 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 Premier League predictions for this season, I had Tottenham finishing third. And after this first few matches, I went. Are they for real? Like, is this, is this actually going to happen? Because Tottenham looked very, very good. Hasn't played out perfectly so far this season, but they're still up there. It's in the conversation. And it's it, it was a different Tottenham side we were starting to see. A team that wasn't – they were still playing from the back, but you saw a brand-new Youngman's son. Sonny was fantastic last season. Uh, Harry Kane as well, obviously, too. And – uh they that was coming out of Kulisevsky note too, right? Kulisevsky, you had Perisic on the, the wing as well. You oh, know, Perisic was this summer. He was this summer. You were very yeah, right. Perisic so was this summer. Kulisevsky, I believe, was in January of last year. And this would have been one of his first matches now playing too. And I, I remember too, just how wonder boyish too almost he was i think this was probably kulishevsky's game where everybody went oh he's for real mm -hmm. yeah. it's also it's always great to watch manchester city lose i gotta be honest from yeah can't lie no you can't lie fantastic to watch him lose and yeah. then uh aside from that we also had the champions league return in february the round of 16 kicked off in february uh atletico madrid manchester united was one of the multi-watering ties you also had uh, PSG and Real Madrid 
Um, that was a great game as well. Mm. But, um, just to remember, the round of 16 was only in February, the first leg. So PSG defeated Real Madrid 1-0 in the first tie. And then United, uh, Letico Madrid was 1-1. Other big results, I mean, nothing crazy. Bayern defeated Salzburg 8-2 on aggregate. Because <laughs> these were, but these were still when away goals were a thing, right? I don't. Was this so. not the last time? This is la- this is last year's competition. Yes, right. And so, uh, oh no, that no. I think, the- I think away goals were taken away for last season. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, never mind. Never mind then. But the because I'm trying to remember because United lost obviously to Atletico Madrid. Shocker. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, sorry. How's uh, Celtic doing in European football? Anyways, we're doing great. Um, they, because there was something that happened in that second leg. I remember yeah. that. What was the score in that second leg, Wazi? Let me see here. Also, the away goal rule was abolished. It was at that time. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, in the second leg between PSG and Real Madrid. No. Um, uh, United. United and um, one uh, nil. Atletico. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So they finished two one. I can't remember, but I do remember what you're talking. There was something controversial. I can't remember. It was an offside VAR, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, but still, those knockout stages, man. They were just. Uh, we've been treated to some really good football. Oh yeah. This, this, this like really important good football. You know. What I, I, mean? I I really do think that these Champions League competitions are just getting better and better and better every year because there's upsets happening all the time. It seems it's just big games happening. Um. But yeah, February was a bit of a quiet month aside from the Champions League thing. I don't remember anything else crazy happening. Uh, if we move on to March now, we still have Champions League. The round of 16 wrapped up. Um, but also, World Cup qualifying wrapped up. It's crazy to think that World Cup qualifying wrapped up this past March and right? World Cup just happened. It's Dude, yeah. I, think about, I think about us going to the Mexico and the Costa Rica matches, and I still think that was this year. No, it was like that was 2021. Yeah, it, 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 so. it, it, I the only reason I remember that it wasn't this year is because I look when I went back and watched our match day vlogs. I went, there was snow on the ground. Oh God, yeah. that's a year ago. Like, yeah, it, so, it, it yeah. felt so weird that to think that that was a full calendar year ago. And here we are watching Canada in Qatar. <laughs> yeah. And then and that's the thing, though. I remember in March when they, they clinched. And it wasn't against Jamaica, too. I believe it was against Jamaica. And I just remember crying. I remember and, that. Yeah, you were in tears. Dude, because everything. Think of then. We'll get into the World Cup as well. But think after the first game of the World Cup. And everybody's going, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Canada's probably for real here what's going on and i just i remember sitting back there in march and just going man like this is it's 36 years in the making before any of us were born we're even a thought in our parents balls and we here we are and we're watching alfonso davies lead an edmontonian a proud edmontonian lead this team to places that we never thought were genuinely possible think about playing fifa when we were younger and how like fuck think about even trying to get canada into the game to begin with but then when you did get canada into the game there's like they're like 
a star, maybe half a star, because mm-hmm. Atiba Hutchinson is your best player right now or whatever, right? But now you look back, and Atiba's still on the team, mm-hmm. but you look on the team and you got guys, hell, we're even watching. We all have Jonathan David on our screens right now. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be making a Premier League move at, at some point this year? Hell, he almost fucking scored as we're talking right now. So uh, you sit there and uh, it was really... I don't want to say the start of the development for Canada, but I think it was yeah. the start of the development on the world stage. It, it was now you see it. I think back then when we first qualified for the World Cup, it was easy to get excited. It was easy to get hyped up for this team. You know, people told us, "Yo, you're not going to do anything with the World Cup," but we wanted, like, we wanted to believe, man. We we saw what this team was able to do and how they were able to play in Concacaf. And sure, it was against Jamaica, they beat the four 0 but it was it was they were a fun team to watch. They, mm-hmm. they, and they went to the World Cup. They did well against Belgium, not so well against Croatia, but they put up a fight. I and think... we... Go, no, go ahead. ahead. Good. And we keep saying, too, like, this is just the beginning. This is yeah. the start of the process for 2026. That's basically what I was going to say. Is I think when you're, when, you quali- when you're doing qualifying for World Cup, you take it one match at a time. Okay, we got to beat Mexico. Okay, we have to beat Costa Rica. Okay, we have to beat the U.S. And you get those victories and you get a little bit of a roll. You go, oh, my God, we're qualifying for this tournament, which, like we said, has never happened during our lifetime. Insane to watch that. You know, we're so used to watching a 4-0 defeat in in, in Honduras or El Salvador and just getting embarrassed pretty much. But when we, when you actually think about qualifying, you actually have qualified, then you get to the tournament. Now is thinking about, okay, development, getting the right pieces to the puzzle, the right system in place. And I think Canada are on an okay enough track. If they can get their shit together at a more of a federation level. Now they yeah. can now go into 2026 as a host nation going, guys, we can win a game here. You know, it's 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 it. I the format's yeah. still up in the air for FIFA right now, but I'm, as far as I understand, it's a three-team group. Yeah. I don't know if that being changed. I hope not. You can you not beat a team maybe and get yourself in the conversation? No, for well, sure. And that's the thing. You go, you you win a game, you move on to the the knockouts. Yeah. Now that's the thing. Now we 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 have the goal out of our way here. We you just go okay, get a point, get a win, move on. That's all that you have yeah. to do now. Yeah, and we're we're way ahead of our time right now. We're we're still in March here. Yeah, and also a big result to talk about in March was a, there was a massive upset. North Macedonia defeats Italy. Italy does not qualify for the World Cup. Fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> Throwback to when North Macedonia beat Italy in March, man. That was oh, and then yeah, never forget. <laughs> if you're looking forget. at the uh, Euro, like if you're looking at the uh, second round here, Poland somehow managed the end of the World Cup because their game against Russia got canceled. They were they were they were supposed to play Russia in like a quarter, uh, like a semifinal, but since that game got canceled, Poland got a buy into the final to play Sweden, which they defeated two 0 and get to the World Cup. So Poland, we, uh, of course, you guys. Ruined Zlatan coming to the World Cup. Like, I don't think he was gonna. I don't. Maybe I don't. I don't. I think actually, yeah, that's probably a good point. Uh, the yeah. state that we're in now. Are you kidding me? You don't want to see Anthony Alanga? Sorry. Anyways, move on. Scotland had to play Ukraine, and there was some uh, yeah emotional power driven behind the yeah. Ukrainians. And you guys were both. They were, they were. They were. They were. They were pretty good. They're Ukraine came out of nowhere. It was like, hey guys, we're gonna play some prime 2010 Barca Tiki Taka football. We're like. Excuse me? Yeah, it's almost like they were uh, uh, influenced or something. But. Yeah, top the top goal scorers during qualifying, though, by the way, throughout all of uh, qualifying, 
Ali Makbukbe, I can't pronounce his name, I think from UAE. Yeah, he's my goals. favorite player. Yeah. Kyle Laren with 13 goals, second place. Hey! Chinese <laughs> striker Wu Lei with 12. Wu Lei! Wu Lei. And the, yeah, it's crazy to think some of these country like players who like were top scorers didn't even make the World Cup, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so um, when you're playing. But let's let's move on uh, to April, where things started to get a little spicier, I think. We have the Champions League quarterfinals and semifinals. Man United confirmed Ten Hag as manager. And unfortunately, Ronaldo's family, his wife, they went through a tragic loss. It was which, a very which, big month for Manchester United. I remember April. Yeah. Was like, what is happening? Well, when we talk about Ronaldo and his family, you know, losing the child, um, I just remember the footballing world really coming together and showing a lot of love for Ronaldo. And, you know, it was just incredible because, you know, Ronaldo the last few months hasn't had the best headlines, but, you know, he hasn't had a good year. That's fair to say. And it was incredible to see just, like I said, the world, the footballing world unite and say, hey, Ronaldo, we're standing by you and your family. I think the most beautiful thing was when uh, Liverpool, they were playing Manchester, or Manchester United was playing Liverpool, and Liverpool sang at the seventh minute, you will never walk alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Like, it, yeah. you, you're able to kind of take a step back and go, this is obviously more than football, and being able to see your guttural rivals sit there and, and, and give somebody who has given them fits for a very long time uh, uh, that type of tribute because of something that's human mm-hmm. is was really something that really that that really stuck with me. No, for sure. It, it sometimes sometimes real life transcends football, so it's uh it's great to see that the people actually took a moment to respect uh, Ronaldo and his family. Uh, if we want to talk about Ten Hog though, um, is he finally the man? Is he finally the man to, to, to do the job that has been talked about now for what a decade since Ferguson <laughs> I, left? I think he's been doing a good job so far. I'm not gonna go well, on Luke Shaw up. played center back yesterday yeah, and looked yeah. class. Yes, he's the guy. Yeah, I, I think right now he's been I think everything's been kind of going according to plan for Ten Hog. It's going at the right speed. Has I don't, it though? I, I I think so. I I I don't think it's good it should be a rush thing, you know. No, right? no, I, no, I completely agree with you. But so, think of the shit that he's had to deal with already. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell, the Glazers might sell, which is an absolute godsend. Ronaldo has done his deal and the, through the entire thing. He's kept the ship afloat. Yeah, so I... Yeah, he right. has had some, you know, interesting things with players. I mean, we've seen probably the best of Marcus Rashford for the past little bit. We've seen him kind of rejuvenate. We've also seen, though, the downfall of players like Jane Sancho, and people are saying he's done. You know, he's going to be no, leaving. I don't you think know? so. I, uh, I think I, I, I don't really know. I don't really know much of what's going on there, but it is a weird situation. But to be fair, you know, Sancho wasn't necessarily a 10 hog buy. It was, I think it was a Solskjaer buy, right? Like, well, I'm, I'm not so, saying about the buy, I'm saying just how he's been able to deal with some of these yeah. players. You know, they're all, well, they're all... Well, it's up to Sancho. It's up to 10 hog. Right. But that's I... the thing. It's all everybody who goes, Oh, he's done. Oh, he's this are all people from outside of the organization who have zero understanding of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously inside Sancho's head, you have zero idea what's going on with Jaden Sancho. So, and I, I still think Jaden Sancho has shown 
moments of brilliance at times. I mean, hell, he, he scored a, a beautiful goal against City earlier this year. And, and eh, like, he has shown those moments. I think there were numerous, especially under Ragnick, just times where the confidence wasn't shown or wasn't given to him. And now Ten Hag has said, you know what? Do what you need to do. We know the type of player you are. We know the quality that you can bring. Go find yourself. Go f- do whatever you need to do yeah. and come back when you're ready and be the player you can be. It is strange with all because, uh, I mean, you know, Sancho, apparently he missed uh, their ga- a few of their games. He hasn't played since October. Like something's going on there with him. I don't know. It's Well, he's he's taken a leave of absence from the team once. Well, good for him. I hope he can find his best. I mean, he, he is only 22. I think age yeah. does play a factor. I think people forget how still young he is at 22, right? So it's it's not like he's in his late 20s, 30s, right? He still has a lot of time to really come back and show what he's worth. I think for um, Ten Hog, a big achievement this season would be to lift a trophy. Yeah. Could the Carabao Cup be that trophy? I mean, you're 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 into the quarterfinals. You're playing Charlton. If you don't beat Charlton, Brett, I have some strong words for you. Okay. <laughs> I hear that. No, I didn't. I watched Charlton play a couple days ago, so fair enough. Um, you say is that the Carabao Cup? Is it the Europa League? Hey, what if it's Premier League? I know you're in, you're in fifth. No, you're in I'm fifth. Not. Okay, but uh, listen, I, I, you're you're in the running still. You're not out of the running, but I know, I know, we're not out of the running because. I also, go ahead. Was actually, you know what? Was you say your piece? Nah, uh, I, I just, I, I've been here, done that with United before. I don't want to get too excited when it comes to the Premier League. Uh, I'll call it, if if there's a chance, awesome. But for now, I'm just taking like one game at a time. So you mentioned Liam. They are currently sitting fifth, thanks to Tan Hog. They are in the same spot they were last year. However, the other clubs around them aren't. Tottenham currently sit only one point above United with uh, a game. Over that, or they have one more game than United. City has a game uh, while we're recording this, they have a game in uh, a little bit here, but they're only three points ahead of, of uh, United. Newcastle, we all know how good Newcastle's doing now, second in the league, but is that sustainable? Probably not. We shall see. They have 33 points, and that's only four above United. So, technically, United's only four points behind from second now. Arsenal, 40 40 points in first place right now. That is a lot steeper than the 29, but I think we can all agree that Arsenal is a little fragile and probably don't have what it takes right now. I'm not saying that they do or don't, but they probably, or or, they, they will or won't, I should say, but they probably don't right now have the ability to really ride out the rest of the season. I still think I think, I think every good. week we're we're waiting for Arsenal to slip up and yeah. to, to to fall off top spot, but they haven't yet. Same yeah. with Newcastle. I mean, we keep saying oh Newcastle they have to they have to lose. They have to concede a couple goals. They have to have a bad game. But they're just not so yeah. I don't know. Hey anything is possible in football and such anything's possible at the top of the Premier League. That top five, top seven will change dramatically before yeah. the season ends, I think. But I think if you can win the Carabao Cup, that'll be a big old success for Eric Ten Hag's first season. I agree. Well, Z, where are we going next? We are going to May 
We had the Champions League final. Hey. Real Madrid defeated Liverpool, what, 1-0, I think? Yeah. Was, uh, Vinicius Jr. getting the winning goal there. You also had, obviously, the Premier League winners confirmed. Uh, Man City win the Premier League. I think that that was that came down to the wire the last match day. Liverpool City, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. Liverpool, they were trading goals in, like, the 75th minute. Yeah. And, like, fans were going crazy. Because, obviously, now with phones, all the supporters know what the score is, when the mm. score is happening. And, and you could hear them going, one more! You need one more! Come on! And stuff like that. I, I loved that. That was so... I, I, I heard... A lot of people talking around the World Cup going, you can't have all these games at the same time. You can't, it's the last day you can't have. Why? It makes it so much more fun. Yeah, it makes it very dramatic. It makes it so much more dramatic because you don't know what's actually, if you're on the pitch, you don't know what's going on. If you're a supporter, you probably have some sense of what's going on. And if you're on your couch, you know exactly what's going on. But that's exciting. That's, that's, that's what makes it fun. Look at what happened between Japan and, and the entire. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market group there and you need to have them all at the same time because it's been previous world cups where teams have known the results and then they play for a draw or something that's not football that's not how this works so yeah i mean the final final day where when when city did win the Premier league Mm -hmm. in very dramatic fashion very exciting fashion um you can't beat moments like that no no definitely not and uh i I don't yeah go ahead i do want to go back to the real madrid game because I think that was the moment. Well, I'll pose this question to you guys first. Who do you think is the best goalkeeper in the world? Hmm. I do lean towards Allison. Fair enough. I do, I, I, I do. I do agree though with what you're about to say. I do agree. Yep. Is it Courtois. I'm not too sure right now. It's hard for me to say. See, and uh, that's fair. But I think Thibaut Courtois put himself out there in that final. Yeah. And showed himself to be, especially at the time. I think Allison's very good. Ederson's very good as well. 
but Thibaut Courtois can just do things that hell, even look at what Thibaut Courtois did in the World Cup, making that that horrendous Belgian team look better than they actually were, and probably won that game for Belgium against Canada. Like he consistently goes out there no matter the stage, no matter the game, no matter what's on the stakes here. He goes out there and plays fantastic football and gives his team a chance to win every single game. Yeah, I love Thibaut Courtois. And I think that was that that uh, Champions League final kind of cemented it because he was under pressure that entire mm-hmm. game. Like it, Real Madrid only scored on that counter from Vinicius and, could they have had a couple more? Maybe. But other than that, like, they were under pressure, man. Mm-hmm. And look who they played. It was Liverpool. Am I not wrong yeah, there? Yeah. yeah. So there you go. And Allison versus uh, Courtois. And Courtois came, on, came out on top. No, for sure. And I think that I think that that European run for Real Madrid cemented them as a true European team because and I don't think anyone really predicted them to win the tournament. They, they were not underdogs they're definitely outsiders potentially yeah. to win the tournament and and they just they had just good result after good result grinding out victories versus chelsea and stuff like that where they looked down and out but then they they would come back and it was because not of one man but kareem the dream benzema absolutely <laughs> fantastic form for his club yeah, yeah. should we move on to junior um, that's good also, so, shout out Frankfurt as well for winning the Europa yeah, League. Also true, Barcelona. Ah! Um, ah! <laughs> there was actually two headlines in June. Brett, I forgot to mention one to you earlier. Oh, but we'll start off with one. It was finalissima happened in June, June first. Um, uh, Italy versus Argentina. I was hyped for this match. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, Argentina winners a Copa. The Italy winners the Euro go head to head. I thought that was kind of cool. I know it's kind of like a Mickey Mouse trophy. It's kind of whatever a friendly. Nobody but... knew what it was. Nobody knew if it was a friendly or if it was for real. We were all yeah, it's true. It's like, but I thought it was kind of cool. You know, um, it was kind of like a you know a preview of what we'll see from Argentina at the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? So I I don't know. I I, I put a lot of. Um, I put a lot of emphasis on Finalissima being a serious trophy and Brad thing was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, this is why Messi's the goat. He won five- <laughs> Messi, Finalissima, Ronaldo, none. Where is he? Right? So I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> it didn't exist when he won the Euros. <laughs> okay, cool. we, move. we move. Let him have this one. <laughs> well, Cristiano, you like... could not win the trophy that you didn't even play in. Yeah, your shit. Cool to see finalissima <laughs> from uh, 2016 versus what would be Brazil. I won the that Copa. Like, you know? You know, this entire goat conversation. I don't, I'm sorry. Did you see Pele winning Felicima? I didn't. He's yeah. a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other big headline actually came around in June that we forgot about was that the 2026 World Cup cities were announced. And we were heartbroken because our city, Edmonton, was not selected. Understandably so, I think. And, you know, Liam, you mentioned this in our last podcast, um, how Edmonton really does not have the infrastructure. They have the stadium, not really the infrastructure to host a World Cup. I mean, our transit system here is brutal. Can it change in four years? We've been trying to fix it for how many years? (laughs) We've been trying to build one fucking line for how long? (laughs) We don't even have debit machines. (laughs) You can't can't even pay for for your train ticket here in Edmonton with debit or credit. You can't. It has to be changed. It's fucking bullshit. Is that true? Yeah. You can't. What? What? 
what year are we in? My I God. went to Calgary. You're able to do that. But here in Edmonton, so, go ahead. You can in uh, at Century Park, and that's it. You, you can sign up for some like, kind of card that kind of works, but at the same the time, arc. it's like, bro, if I, can I, why can't I just tap what, on the what, machine and what get I a train said, ticket? What I think I said last time about Edmonton's infrastructure is we don't actually think we're a major city until we go, wait. <laughs> We could bid for a World Cup. Oh, we're yeah. huge! Like, no, you're yeah. not. You are. You're Hicktown, Canada, pretty much. I, I don't think it was that. We got we're... a mall and a stadium and I, some guy named Connor. That's about all we got. I, I, hey, I, I, hey, watch your lip about I that. I love guy. Edmonton. It's my hometown, but I always I compare. I, 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 I've been to San Jose. It kind of reminds me of San Jose. Where there's not really much there, but it's kind of there. And San Jose is a barren wasteland, bro. Yeah, there's not much going on. It's got it's a, it's, it's a bit of a tech city. I hate, and that's the thing. San Jose, I have a, a bad transit story with San Jose. They stopped their trains at like, or like 10 p.m. The event ended Brett, at 11. You know, Brett, sorry to cut you off. It's it's kind kind of like Edmonton, Calgary, where the nicest yeah. city is just down the road, San Francisco. Literally, yeah. We had to take an Uber to San Francisco. It was ridiculous. It so. was ridiculous. And then but, when, yeah, I, when no. I do look at the host cities that are announced, I mean, the Canadian ones, Toronto. I mean, it's Toronto. They're yeah. going to always be the involved. Six. But Vancouver. Vancouver really, I think, will put on a great show for I hope Canada. Because so, yeah. maybe maybe their, their, their stadium, BC Place, is not the biggest, but it's a great venue and a great location. Yeah. I mean, the I, I have this image in my head of the aerial shots that will be given during that yeah. World Cup. And it's going to put... It's going to make Canada look so gorgeous on the water with the mountains, you know. Yeah. It's going to look so good. Canada. Toronto is the metropolis then of Canada is Toronto. So, you know, they'll put on a good show, of course. But then you go into the States, into Mexico. There are some fantastic host cities. And 2026 World Cup, I think it could surpass 2022. It could. Take. It take. could. I'm I'm really I think that's a good point because I think Vancouver is the best city in Canada, yeah. period. I I love Calgary. I was gonna say Calgary. I love. Vancouver. You don't love Brian Cash? Oh, careful! Oh, careful! I know one person from Grand Cash, and that is that has set the baseline for anybody from Grand Cash for a while. Um, but no, uh, I think Vancouver is going to be, like you said, by the water. But look how close it is to Seattle. Anything nature? Look at Capilano. Yeah. Take a look at going anywhere for a hike. Like people who are going to be visiting Vancouver for the World Cup are going to be in for such a treat and that's the thing like we we sit here and we go vancouver beautiful city toronto is toronto we all know toronto but then there's new york as well los angeles san francisco you get to go to one of the most beautiful stadiums in the world in monterey like you get to really get an entire feel of what north america is and you don't have to go to winnipeg for it yeah i was shout to for... Mundare, alberta <laughs> shout out sausages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i and <laughs> i think just to wrap up with with this conversation to bring it back to edmonton we talked about it on the last episode liam just how piss poor it was to get out of the stadium think about First of all, those were mostly Canadians. But then think about trying to get England and and 
Morocco trying to get their supporters. Think of trying to get the Moroccan supporters alone out of that that arena. Then trying to get the English supporters out. Oh, and then, by the way, in, in two hours, we also have uh, France versus Peru. And now we have to get all the French supporters in while we're pumping out the English supporters. And everybody's just in a little sardine going, you, you won't be able to have a guy going trains that way, that way, because he is just in the midst of everybody. There's not at all. I, I remember sitting like walking around there going, there's no way. First of all, there's no way you can have a World Cup in that area because there's nothing around there. You have to bus or train to Jasper Avenue or White Avenue to do anything. And then just to, to have some sort of party or whatever, that area is not at all fit to have that many people in that area. Yeah. We all know what the, the, the homeless situation is around there as well. Like it's just, it, I, it's not great. I'm excited for it though. It's a Canadian perspective. will be Canada in a world cup in the summer because you know, I, this world cup, was of course the winter for us. I watched the entire World Cup series that Simon Wilson put up on YouTube where he went to every single World Cup country I was playing and he was watching live in fan parks and everything. And I went, I wish we could have had that during the World Cup. I yeah, wish we could have watched awesome. Canada score that first goal surrounded by a thousand, ten thousand Canadians. Hopefully 2026, you know, Churchill Square, downtown Edmonton, hopefully we can fill that. Oh, and oh yeah. Team, you know? We got that place, uh, Ice District. They'll be packed. Oh, yeah, sure. Ice I mean, District. That's oh. where the, the Oilers uh, host their playoff parties. That's, that was that's actually pretty cool. Like, just so, I would, everyone into Ford Hall. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, would love, I would love to watch stuff like that with Canadians surrounding us. Just moving on now. Uh, we talked. That was a great conversation there. Uh, to July, where the transfers started to heat up. We had, obviously, Lewandowski to Barca, to Lit to Bayern, Koulibaly to Chelsea, Ericsson to United, Lissandre to Will Grigg, Sunderland to MK Don's massive deal there. Huge. Existed, He's still on fire, baby. Yeah. He's still on fire. That's a tough loss for Sunderland. It really is. You know, the Black Cats, I don't think they've ever actually recovered from the loss of Will Grigg. They're they're not good enough for, for the rest of the world's football. <laughs> July and August, it was kind of, uh, that's, I think that's where we officially became the part of the Playmaker family. Yeah, I think we signed the contract then. We, yeah. we signed and did everything in Finally July. signed the contract, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and then we announced in August. So it's been an interesting transition period. Obviously, we had to go from the ninth minute podcast to the Sunday League Pundits. Just a few brand things here and there, a different look. But other than that, it's been, it's been fun. It's kept us consistent with podcasts and uh, kept us in the footballing world, honestly. And it's, kept the, it's given us a lot of support as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you guys now know... Caroline and Liam as well and they've they've done a great amount of stuff on their side too but it also gives us support when we're sitting there going are we doing the right things and then yeah. we can run it through somebody and go hey you're doing this you're doing that well or you need to work on this and that and it just really helps you get a sense of direction and truly we do it because of you guys like this isn't with this isn't something that we did because oh there's money bags or whatever it's because we want to produce content that's 
engaging to you yeah. stuff that you guys want to see and we're still working on that like this is what six months into this deal and we're, we're still finding ways to bring you good quality content how the we haven't even finished we're not even halfway through the 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 uh fever career mode yeah and i mean we like still the, got, the podcast still... have been more consistent i mean sometimes hopefully you're more more twice a week as it was and then yeah you have you've had kickback you've had nathan joining on the tiktok side mm -hmm. of things he's uh, yeah, doing yeah. well there a few but, uh, sponsors like cool bad and uber that was kind of massive yeah. i know i know but, uber was kind of everywhere but they did help us with the world cup and stuff mm -hmm. and well yeah. being able to cover that world cup and be live for pretty yeah. much every single match day was fantastic 61 hours 61 hours that seems like not very much but when you actually think about it you go those were long days man you know <laughs> maddie carried a hammer for about 60 of those 61 hours <laughs> there was a couple raves we played zombie i think 844 times <laughs> yeah. danced. you did danced. dance you had shakira moments with your hips they did not lie <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean but they but. said that the, the fever career mode that will be coming back you know yes we we'll, yeah. uh, yes the world cup is ended we to be hands up fair we took a bit of a break with we christmas have... right now and the new year's we're going boys let's sit down for five minutes please i'm tired thanks yeah. cool we have an irl coming at some point that we filmed in like october like five <laughs> months ago there was no snow on the ground since then we've had minus 45 for a week yeah. straight yeah, it's like knee deep but no no we filmed this yesterday trust yeah, me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we have content it is coming out and we will get back into the swing of fifa and different content that you, I, we know you guys love but the podcast they will be uh they'll be consistent yeah Moving on to August, we just kind of briefly went over the whole playmaker thing, but also the Premier League return, club football returns. Um, yeah, nothing major than that. I mean, there was a few big scorelines. I think the United lost twice or something, and then everyone <laughs> thought it was the world was on fire, and then we United won. So. The Brentford was. Yeah, That's did. what happened. Oh, right. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, we, that was... And we were wearing this seven-up fucking jersey, okay? <laughs> that was a good kid. I like it. I, I, hey, I, I can't. Here's the thing about this kit. Objectively, I think it's a nice kit, but for United, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. But I like the kit. I think it's nice. But uh, yeah, we lost what? 4 0 to Brentford, and everyone's like, fucking sack 10 off. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out. Get him gone. Baldy, I'd figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I think and big wins, too. We had Fulham come up. Nottingham Forest yeah. was. Slapping as well. Who's the oh Bournemouth? Ah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth yeah. But I think I think when, when football did come back, it was a very condensed schedule because of the World Cup halfway yeah. through. So there was a lot of Premier League Premier League games very quickly early on. This podcast is going a bit a little longer than I think we anticipated, but oh, moving good. on, we're I think. Flying here. Yeah. Uh, now the September, the Champions League returns. FIFA uh, 23 is released, yeah. and Chelsea sack Tuchel, bringing Grand Potter. Some of the big headlines there. Thomas Shout Turtle, baby. Shout out to Thomas Turtle. Where's he going to go next? <sighs> Who the fuck cares? I think, <laughs> I think it's smart that he waited this long. Yeah. Waited for after the World Cup. Look at some of the World Cup spots. Hell, maybe. No, didn't they say they're keeping Hansi Flick? Yeah, Hansi Flick is staying until at least the Euros. But there are a ton of World Cup countries looking for new management. Um, but oh, to talk did. quickly about the Champions League run, uh, what was very exciting for me was two Scottish teams in the Rangers yeah, and true. Celtic. Rangers, the worst ever Champions League team in Group Stage history. We absolutely love to see that. Uh, Celtic were not great either, but, you know, we got two points. So uh, Well, we'll bring up some us. of the other teams in the Champions League, but I think around November, though. 
because yeah, uh, big teams. But uh, just quickly, FIFA 23. Have any of us really played it much aside from the career oh, yeah. mode? Oh, I yeah. played it lots. Yeah, I think I should dabble into it. I like. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, just recently, we played pro clubs together. That was fun. I like that. Fun. So much I, fun. You know, I know we used to record the pro clubs and you know put it out, but sometimes I just like gaming with the lads. I have a couple it's, drinks. The, the, the comment that you put in the group chat was actually very. I, I actually I, I read it a couple times like you know what he is right and he was like not everything needs to be a form of content yeah you know it's like sometimes you just like you said you just want to sit and play FIFA with your friends like you did when you were in junior high yeah. you know, when you were 15 yeah. kind of thing but yeah we played pro clubs that night it was a ton of fun but yeah, speaking fun. about FIFA 23 I have had a wonderful career mode save going on with Crawley Town oh my we're God. up to nice. the championship nice. baby we're having a great time I kind of I kind of go ahead I've united right now, and we were bad last year. We were outside of a of a Champions League spot for a long time, and then the final game of the year, we fought, we won, slid into third, got third. But then now this year, we're just uh, I I ended up selling. Uh, I tr- I I swapped Ronaldo and like a couple million or something like that for. Mbappe, <laughs> and I'm just Transfers like, that only work in FIFA. <laughs> this team is sick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really uh, dabble. I mean, I played it for the first month, and the World Camp Cup came around. And I haven't touched it since. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so I played Ultimate Team, dabbled and everything. But I've been playing other games like Pokemon and stuff. That's fine. I'm <laughs> playing a little different, everything. So, uh, should we move on to October? October, where. Oh, that's a face. Uh, that's Ballon was awarded was... to Benzema, and he looked yes. like Tupac Shakur. He he did, he but did. apparently, because I made a TikTok on that because you told me to make a TikTok on it, and everybody was like, "Are you stupid? He's his his, his idol." And I'm like, how, how, "Where where was this said?" Sorry, bro. <laughs> Is this common knowledge? I don't think so. Yeah, apparently, apparently he posts all these Tupac things and stuff. He does wear he's a lot so of his like stuff. Yeah, he like he likes. Yeah, I've, I've seen that, but I, I don't think he's like. I didn't know he was his idol. Yeah, he looked great, great though. Benzo yeah, was actually very good though. When you think about Ballon d'Or nominees and and deserving of the award, he definitely was for what he did for Real Madrid, scoring huge goals, but then also just what he won was was outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, not the, the way, and, and then he doesn't he gets hurt before the World Cup and then there's that whole thing it's like he could have went to the World Cup but he decided not, like it was all Deschamps and Benzema France weird relationship I, I don't get it France has been forever with drama like, yeah. forever uh, and then honestly moving on to November the Champions League group stage finishes Barcelona knocked down to the Europa League hey uh, who else got knocked out Juventus Juventus. Um, Man United still in the yeah. Europa League. We out here and Arsenal there too. Atletico yeah. Madrid finished bottom of their yeah, group. That's another one I was thinking about. So, but yeah. the World Cup started mm-hmm. so November twentieth. We get started. We're sitting down, ready for Game One: Qatar versus Enter Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I think that's what that game will always be remembered as: is just Enter Valencia, bro, and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Bro, that was so ridiculous. The, like it was a it was a very interesting World Cup opening ceremony. We were like, I got the message. I got what, it, what is right? happening in front of me here? Like yeah. Morgan Freeman's got a, like a fake glove hand going on here. No, he he wears a glove. I know, but I was watching. I was like, you does this man have a fake glove? hand? Like, 
Why does he wear the hand? He got into a car accident, oh. and his hand is like numb. It doesn't like move very well. Okay, Crazy. poor poor Freeman. Yeah. But yeah, you want to keep making fun of it now? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was just uh, you know, Qatar. They bow out to the tournament. Worst group stage finish for a World Cup host, I think. I'm shocked. Um, we saw <laughs> Canada didn't get it done. We saw Canada score their first goal in the World Cup with their first World Cup match since '86. Sure, it didn't go the way we wanted, but we were happy to be there. We we're learning yeah. a lot of lessons. John Herdman pissed off the Croatians by saying Bruh. we're going to go f Croatia, and that kind of backfired. John, sorry. So. He, he, even, yes, he didn't also- even mean it like that. He didn't say we're like fuck Croatia. He meant just we have to go out and fuck Croatia. Yeah, I don't understand the whole drama behind all that. The People Croatians put him on a Croatia. newspaper half nude. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it out. That was wild. What a and wild. Just the tournament in itself was fantastic. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Yeah. Where is Messi? Where is Messi? Even Saudi Arabia though. I I think that day was the highlight for me in the World Cup because I woke up at like four in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, Saudi Arabia's beating Argentina. I might I might as well watch the rest of this. And it was crazy. And then I watched Poland versus Mexico, and that was boring. And it was just nonstop (laughs) that day. I loved it. It was crazy. I think think we can lump this into December as well because nothing really happened Mm. other than the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Was this the greatest World Cup of all time? I think right now it's easy to say since we're living in the moment, prison yeah, of the moment kind of thing. But it's 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 definitely up there. Um, I most, personally think most Go goals ahead. scored at a FIFA World Cup tournament was 2022. Most goals scored. So if you like attacking football, but then also the upsets, the teams that the teams that that came out and had magical moments. Think of Japan, Saudi Arabia, Croatia, even yeah. Morocco, Morocco, of course. Yeah. The upsets, like I said, Morocco had multiple upsets in their own tournament. Um, for me, it was a fantastic World Cup, and I think it was fantastic because a we were heavily involved in it by watching and and posting and talking about the World Cup itself. But even like for a personal standpoint. I watched as much football as I could for a month straight. You know, yeah. my I I would I would even on days when I was at work, I would have my phone on the games from like seven a.m. to when that last game ended at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was on the entire way. I was like, yeah. my data bill is through <laughs> the roof right. It was now. nice to kind of just turn on a game and have it on in the background. And yeah, the twenty twenty two World Cup apparently has been voted as the best World Cup of the century by BBC users. So. Obviously, Qatar, Japan, South Korea. Qatar, 78%. And second was Japan and South Korea, 6% in 2002. I can see it. I can see why. I I don't know why. Well, it's also like the most rigged World Cup of all time. Well, it's BBC users. Yeah, I know. But But I'm surprised Brazil. I thought Brazil. I I mean, Germany, 2006. Russia, 4. That that makes sense. I don't know how South Africa is not even. I would put South Africa ahead of in, in number three or two yeah right. sure south africa england had a pretty bad time though in south yeah, africa yeah i get fair enough but so, uh, I think yeah, that, I, that world it, cup final was potentially the greatest sporting event of all time oh easily i've gone back and rewatched it <laughs> and, and, and 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 even knowing the score mm-hmm. you know i'm sitting there in the 75th minute is two no argentina and i'm going this game is so dull it's boring it's done yeah. and then all of a sudden i was like Oh my god, no, it is not. It is yeah. someone lit the firecracker. And Bob scored. 
Oh, your mom is good again. <laughs> I punched through the curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like there's so much. And I really think this year led up to the World Cup, obviously. But I think the World Cup led up to the World Cup final. And I think all of this year led up to the World Cup yeah. final. Think about all the greatness that was shared and distributed this year and now we get to see it all come down in an accumulation in the final like mm -hmm. we we see messi cement himself as the greatest of all time argentina finally bursting through that ceiling again and winning that 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 trophy uh there there's one of the great the making of the next star and killian mbappe like there's so much that was told as a story in that game that I think we're going to still be going back to that game and going, there's this guy, there's this guy, there's when this happened, there's when that happened. Hell, I was watching uh, uh, Monaco before, and I was watching DeSassi play right back, and I'm going, I don't think I ever once, when watching a Monaco game, went, oh, yeah, there's DeSassi. Now, after the World Cup, I go, oh, yeah, there's DeSassi. Like, there's so many different things now that you're going to go – uh, afterwards this World Cup and go, oh, okay, I remember because of this. It's always great when you see those players who you haven't really heard much about before get noticed during that World Cup and make their big money moves. I mean, the Canadian squad has already been hit by that as well. You know, there are players that had a great World Cup who we will see going to bigger European mm -hmm. clubs, and it's great yeah. to watch that happen. Look at Gakpo. Look at, I mean, you mentioned the Canadians and Johnson and Coney. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure Amrabat's going to make a big move. Yeah, Amrabat's going to make a big move. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos is going to make mm -hmm. a big move. Like, there's going to be a lot of guys making some sort of move here because of this transfer window, yeah. or because of this World Cup. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. the end of December, though, before we do wrap this up, and end of December. Football's back already. I mean, we, we, we've we already transitioned into the domestic leagues again. I mean, Rafael Varane's already playing again, even though he lost the World Cup final last week, it seems. You know, and Isn't that crazy, though, that Varane yeah, played? Yeah, it is crazy. It really is. But, uh, you know, it's... it's it, yes, I kind of think it was too quick for football to come back. You know, maybe they should have waited for the new year. However... It has to happen. It has to go. You know, no one wanted a World Cup to be in the middle of the domestic season, but that's what had to be because mm -hmm. FIFA. But yeah. uh, it's back, and I'm so happy for it. I really am happy for it. Because I'll pull back. It. Should we uh, get into Pundit's Predict? Let's do that. Let's do because One last Pundit's there Predict. Are, there are some very big games coming up. Uh, powered this, by Coolbet. Yes, powered by Coolbet, of course. Pundit's Predict. Responsibly, of course. Powered right. by cool bet. Yes. But let's talk about where, where which game should we predict first, Wazinho? Um let me see. <laughs> Did you forget which ones we're gonna predict? Yeah, there's a few. I got the Serie A one I want to predict. It's okay, because I, I'm on cool bet right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Because I was on I'm before full transparency, we are recording this before the uh the Manchester City match. And uh, I am looking at our cool bet exclusives right now, and I am putting some on our cool bet exclusives. What's it? I what's have cool exclusive? Erling Holland over three and a half goals versus Leeds. A because it's Leeds, and B because 
it's Leeds. <laughs> like, obviously, he's from Leeds, so I just think he's gonna go out there and just fucking torment yeah. them and just make it fun. Maybe he'll be and very then, respectful and miss the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I have uh, Philly foe over two and a half assists. <laughs> So uh, those are currently sitting at two, uh, over two and a half assists at plus 4,000 and uh, Erling Holland. By the way, for some reason, for four goals, over three and a half goals, the odds are plus 2,000. <laughs> so uh, I'm hitting the sauce today. Well, Zinho, um, wh- who were we going to predict? What was it? So for the 30th, I was thinking we can predict uh, Liverpool versus Leicester. Um, honestly, I'm going to give this to Liverpool. I'll give it like a three nil win. Uh, you got minus two ninety four for Liverpool currently here on cool bad Leicester plus a 10 to win Leicester. I've not had a great year, so it's like not much. Is yeah, I'm going to go for a nice, nice four, one victory for Liverpool. Ooh, you know what? Good. Here's four, one victory. And does Brendan Rogers get the sack? I hope so. I, I hope so. I don't know How if nice you can really down that, but you probably could. Leicester is sitting 13th. I don't know. It's time to go. I mean, uh, they just lost 3-0 to Newcastle. Yes, Newcastle's second in the league, but still. Um, they're shit. I'm not going to lie. Leicester is shit. So, yeah. I, and I, Madison's I, out for a while now. What's the hope? That Yuri Tielemans is good. That guy has had one foot out the door since last mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't care. Um, yeah, I'm going uh, decisive 4 0 win and no goals from Darwin Nunch. Now, I do believe I might try to upload this on the 29th, so uh, hopefully, uh, our Kuba exclusive, hopefully, Holland scores plus three goals, right? <laughs> as we yeah. go into oh, the new year, as we go into the new year 2023. January 2nd, I will be waking up very, very early that day because 5.30 a.m. or our time is the Glasgow Derby. The old firm, Rangers versus Celtic. A huge game because Mm -hmm. uh, top of the table is tight right now. At the time of recording, uh, Celtic have a nine-point gap at the top of the table. So uh, Rangers definitely need a victory here. I will go with a 1-1 draw, but the current... Odds on cool bet. It's plus 185 for a Rangers win, plus 145 for a Celtic win, plus 230 for a draw. Yeah. So you're chasing the sauce. Yeah. I'll go I'm, for the I'm draw. Behind I'm behind it. Yeah. The draw at the bra. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, you know what? Liam, I'm I know you. I'm I know you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I think Celtics are going to win. Ah! Yeah, 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 you're welcome. I think Celtics gonna win. I'll I'll give it like a two one three one feel. I'll go two one. But it, it what's the potential of that being Alistair Johnson's first match at? Oh, true. true. Depends. Depends on happening because there's a lot of talk of Juranovic getting a move to Chelsea because of Reese James's recent injury. So, <laughs> I have so, so hey, much Chelsea, if you got that. thirty million laying around, we'll take that one. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I will. I will predict. Um, I predict 2-0 Celtic. I think we'll love it. You love to hear it. Clean sheet. Good shot. Uh, last game I want to predict for me personally. I want to go to Italy. Come back next week. Uh, uh, Big match. If, if you can't understand what he's saying, the City A comes back. Are we doing three or are we doing four? I got three matches. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. Enter Napoli next week. Ooh. Big match. 
We have Ooh. a plus 134 for Inter to win, plus 225 for Napoli to win, and a draw at 2 plus 40, plus 240. So I'm excited for this game because I love watching Kvada Donna, Kvada Chelia, the Georgian wonder child. Ah! <laughs> What are we predicting? <laughs> well, I'm I predicting think... you to go change your underpants. My <laughs> God. Um, over, under on the mess in his pants. Yeah, it's, it's definitely over. Definitely over. Um, I, You know how I feel about the Italian league in Serie A. Whenever there's a big game that's hyped up, you know what the scoreline's going to be? Mm. Nil, nil, baby. So that's what I'm predicting. This guy hates Italian football. I no, know. I just hate the big games. No, oh my god, you've had this are playing Inter de Milan. It's gonna be great. Nil nil draw. <laughs> <laughs> um also potentially the Tayshon Buchanan Derby. Both teams in uh potential uh conversations for Tayshon Buchanan. Apparently, Inter wants him as a Denzel Dumfries replacement. Oh, I can see that. If so, right wing back, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I love watching both of these teams, if I'm going to be fairly honest here. You mentioned Kravak Shelia. Yeah, I mean, Oshaman is just a beast. Uh, like, does he actually have a facial injury, or does he just wear that all the time? He just loves the mask. I, yeah, fair enough, man. Like, it's baller now. You play well. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, you know what? I'll go Napoli 2-0. I'm going to uh, Napoli. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm behind that. There we Any go. other ones? There was the Arsenal-Newcastle game, which is oh. first versus third. That's on the 3rd of January. Uh, I will predict two, two draw. I was going to say a draw, too. I can see it being 2-2. Two, two. I'll go behind. Uh, you know, I'll go 1-1 one, one draw just to change it up. Interesting. What do you got? What do you have a prediction? For what? <laughs> for Arsenal Newcastle. Oh, I totally forgot. Sorry, I spaced out there. Uh, I'll go 3 0 Arsenal. 3 0. I'll go bold. Newcastle's bold. conceded 11 goals all season. Well, you haven't faced Arsenal, the Gunners. Fair enough. Fair enough. You could be is right. There, you could be is right. Is there anything else we should talk about before we wrap this up? Just uh, Happy New Year's to everybody. Thank you for listening all year long. And thank you. Yeah. Genuinely, uh, genuinely, thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts for, I mean, Matt with a hammer on stream for how long was what was pumping content for us for a little bit. Thank you so much for being so patient with us over the last year. And thank you so much for being there in the change of Playmaker, of finally bringing back the uh, FIFA career mode, the changes that we've all gone through. And it, we, we wouldn't be going through this without you and if it wasn't for you. So genuinely, thank you so much. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And we hope you have a very happy new year. We hope you get everything you want in 2023 all the best everybody planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 